Welcome in to the Triple Play Fantasy Baseball Podcast. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the podcast. Welcome in to another episode of the Triple Play Fantasy Baseball Show. A proud member of Fantasy Points and the Fantasy Points Media Group. D-Mendy here, joined by a little cheesecake and Marty Party, but with no doc. So it's already a good show without even having to get into anything tonight. <laughs> Boys, how are we doing? Oh, man, doing very, very well. Super excited to have a docless show. No, I'm just kidding. He's he's one of my favorite parts <laughs> of all of this. Um, but yeah, no, excited to talk, uh, talk some baseball, man. Let's do it. Yeah, Doc, we miss you. He's always in good fun. Uh, mm-hmm. So... There is going to be a missing. You're going to have a better self esteem tonight, Marty, because there's no one that's going to be bringing down your two star pitchers. <laughs> this and this is no shot at Doc, but there's nothing he can say that would ever take down my <laughs> self esteem. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I'll see how things over in uh in your your neck of the woods. Things are going pretty well. I um I think I'm slowly killing my plants, which is the only. I, I'm very sad about that. But other than the plants, I which I, I let it get sunburned. That's on me. That's on me. You can't put a plant that doesn't like a lot of sun out in the sun because it looks pretty out there. Um, I, I think I just killed my plant by letting it get sunburned. But um, other than that, everything's going great. Other than that and a few pictures that I started this week. I didn't even know plants could get sunburned. That's a thing. Yeah, these big leaves, it's like a, it's called a dracaena tree. And it's, it likes the shade and like, I keep it in my living room. So, and like my living room doesn't get direct sunlight. So I was like, I want to let it get some real sunlight. And I put it out and I kept watering, kept watering it. Then I brought it back in and I'm like, oh boy, it did not like all that sun. And all the leaves are starting to turn brown. I'm uh, hoping I didn't kill it. Cause I, cause I call that plant my roommate. It's the only living thing here all the time with me. So it's my roommate. Oh I might've just God. killed my roommate. <laughs> God, only you, Elsie, only you. Uh, <laughs> no doc tonight, as you guys can see. So we have a special guest joining the show. We welcome in a man who he said he's a regular guy, but he is far from a regular guy. He's been playing fantasy back since 2017, very big into the fantasy football world. But now he's big into fantasy baseball this year, joining a redraft league with some of his best friends from his dynasty football league. He's finding out baseball is very hard to manage, but that's the fun of it. And he's been following all season to a T. Someone that's been a very good supportive person of the show, and we're happy to welcome him on. It is Lucas Demel. Is that how you say your last name? Did I say it right? Yeah, that's perfect. One person in my life who's said it right the first time. (laughs) (laughs) I'll take it. I'll take those small wins. Uh, But Lucas, I I know I kind of teased in the intro your getting started into fantasy baseball this year. And I feel like you've been very active in it, just conversations in the discord and just overall, just our interactions. How has it been your first year really kind of diving in? Uh, first week was the roughest, uh, always that adjustment period. Also did not know our entire league did not know that, uh, first week was like a week and a half of games. So all <laughs> my subs were used within like the first three days. And I was screwed. But um, yeah, currently sit, sitting at second in the league. And, uh, much to, you know, your guys' credit. 
Hey, I'll, we'll take some, but a lot of it to you, my friend. You have to make the moves and doing all the stuff you're doing. We got to make sure you're number one, man. I, I feel good. Is is there a nice payout for first place? You know, this year is our first year in doing the baseball league, so I think it's only a twenty dollar buy in, and there's only ten teams, so it's a pretty small league for right now. Our goal is to grow it though over the time. Oh man, I, I'm pumped for you guys. It sounds awesome, and uh, I, I feel good about your chances for first place. But my wife is why does well kick things off because Toby is always again we talk about how great he is in the fantasy baseball here he has a trade thing to kick the show off trade panel do we agree that the move he made gave up Judge and receiving Nola and Starling Marte is a good move what do we think gentlemen uh which Nola I'm assuming Aaron Nola <laughs> yeah hopefully yeah I would hope it's, I, know, I hope it's Aaron Nola, Nola. Oh, not Toby. He said roast me, so it could have been Austin. <laughs> He's in a free catcher league. Well, didn't yeah. Starling Starling just got taken out of the out of a game this week? Didn't he just? I think he's day to day. Yeah, he's day to day right now. I I'm not. I don't like this trade. Nola has been up and down, giving up a lot of hits and and giving up giving up home runs. I think if I if my memory strikes, I do, I don't think this is a great trade. Judge has been the MVP. I don't unless your pitching is really bad. Um, I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have accepted that trade, Marty. This would make. Let's say if you're on the outside looking in on the playoffs, you know, and you and your roster isn't very good, so you took your best player and you want to turn them into two pieces that are going to help you. I could. I could see that being okay. And we all know Aaron Judge. That big boy is just one little false step away for being out a month or two. And so if you're fighting for that last playoff spot or something like that, I could see you potentially doing that. But if you're sitting pretty and you're in like first or second, then no, I really don't like it. I think Toby's, if this is the same league I'm thinking of, I think Toby's actually pretty high up in this league. Um, but if Do I'm you not see mistaken, the Quato, his Quato comment, bring that one up because that's going to oh, I, I just pulled something up. Uh, he also, I got to give him credit. He was talking about voiding the, the Barrios train. And sure enough, Barrios has been looking very he had good. 13 strikeouts last game. Pretty good. Yeah. Cueto was my best pitcher last week for a look into my rotation. So there you go. That scares so, context right there for yeah. you. Okay. I think in that chance, that's a good move because you're I getting you could have got more. I think you got more, Toby. I agree. Toby, did you put that trade in the Discord before? Have you got to send the screenshots of the team so we can all do it? Lucas, too. Lucas is a good baseball mind. So bounce that off of him a little bit. I'm. I'm just uh, I'm just coming back. Like his last few starts, he's he's been giving up a good amount of earned runs, but on the season. Nola is still has just a 0.92 whip. That's pretty darn good. Um, he's only five and seven. Hard to say what whether he would have had where, where the wins have, have been, but uh, yeah, he's he's. I, I know the last few he's been giving up some hard contact, but on the season, 0.92. That's pretty good. Yeah, um, he's in first. Yeah, all that considered, I believe that the Phillies had one of the hardest schedules so far. Is that right? I think that they're coming into a pretty decent stretch of games here. Yeah. And um, for context, so I think Aaron Judge has been struggling as of late, too. If I'm looking He's at his game. He has been. He's been struggling. He has one home run in his last one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven games. And uh, on the month of July, he's hitting 250. So far cry from the 282 batting average he has on the season. Just so context there. Obviously, yeah, the more I look at it, the less I or the more I like it. Actually, Toby. Toby sense. said he's going to put the uh, 
his team in the Discord later. Ooh, so we'll be Starling Marte. It was it. Wait, who was the guy he traded? Who was the guy that stayed today on the other? You said was it uh Marte? Star Starling Marte. Yeah. So groin yeah. injury. Ooh, mm-hmm. That's not good for stolen bases, man. Uh, we'll have to figure. We'll have to. Uh, that's a good point, Marty. I didn't know it was a groin injury. We'll have mm-hmm. to keep an eye on that. Uh, before we dive into the normal rundown, we are missing a couple segments tonight. Doc not being here. We've no pitching hitters and no uh, pitcher hitter streamers. And with it being the All Star game and the week next week, kind of less games. Marty does not have his two start pitchers for those that love listening to that segment every single I was week. devastated, man. I literally sat down. I'm I was supposed to be, you know, working. And I sat down and I looked at I'm like the schedule and it's all blank for five days. I'm like, what the hell is this? Like, oh yeah. <laughs> the all-star game. That's a thing. So we figured what we were gonna do is uh we're going to go ahead and we talked about it last week that we were going to this week talk about our favorite or not necessarily our favorite, but our drinks that we wanted to try right drinks we've heard about that we're like okay we're gonna try them on the stream and do what we do tonight i got my idea from toby of course in the comments talking about how good prime is so i picked some up today they only had grape and orange so i took the lesser of two evils in the grape lucas you listened to the show last week and you picked up a drink as well what did you pick up i've got the gator light here i will zoom in a little bit for you enhance Marty recommendation. I got to know what flavor, man. This is the strawberry kiwi. So this is the only one that was available too. That's all right. It's one of the ones I back. I love it. And Marty and Art decided to get the same drink. (laughs) What did you know? Yeah, no, we did not coordinate. We went body armor. Body armor has coconut water. I think that sounds like a good base for it. I got blue raspberry and tropical punch. So I'm going to try them both tonight. Ooh. And Marty, and I want the uh, the strawberry banana. So yeah, it's got the coconut water, the electrolytes. We're getting potassium, antioxidants, all the vitamins you need. B three, five, six, nine, twelve, baby. All and any of these companies, you know, if you're looking to sponsor uh, a uh-huh. brand right here, we're happy to oblige. So we can't trash their product too much if they're bad. No, but shout out to the community. I I cannot believe how much feedback I got just from that little small segment. <laughs> like people DMing me, and it, it was really cool. So you guys are awesome. All right, well, let's go around the horn. Let's give our drinks a try. Lucas, you want to kick it off since you're the guest and yeah. tell us what you think of Marty's recommendation here? I may be the only one. I like mine on the rocks, so. Ooh, classy. <laughs> Am I what supposed to think? spin this around and spit it out like I'm at a- <laughs> <It's>, Yeah. <laughs> Make it super fancy. You know, honestly, this reminds me. It's very reminiscent of, like, Gatorade Rain, which I did like. That was... It, that was like the top tier, in my opinion, of Gatorades. I know I'm going to get shit for that, but. <laughs> not No, everyone loves Gatorade Rain here. I can't believe it. But so if you had to give it a, a grade on a A through F scale, what are you giving it, Lucas? It's a, it's a solid B. I mean, it's not Gatorade Rain, but it's, it's right there with it. Would you buy it again if you saw it in a store over other Gatorades? Honestly, yeah, I would probably buy this over almost anything on the market right now. <laughs> Ooh. Okay. The Marty recommendation is a hit. All right, Marty, you want to go next with your yeah, body right. armor? Marty's definitely never tried this before. <laughs> I mean, for those who that love strawberry banana smoothies, they're going to like this. It's it's good. 
It's good. And what I like about it, there's a lot more sugar in it than the Gatorade light. There's almost barely any sugar in the Gatorade light. So this, I feel like I'm like instantly sugar high. So I'm going to be a little, I'm going to be tweaking a little bit. This is good. (laughs) How much sugar is in that? 28 grams. 28 grams? Holy moly. I did not know that. (laughs) They have, I think they have like lighter sugar versions. I think I didn't see it. Yeah. See, and that's for the reason, you know, you go back to like Gatorade rain, Gatorade, Gator Light has got 12 grams of sugar in only Modest. one bottle. Wow. So you're basically yellow over there, Marty. I know. <laughs> <laughs> LC, all right, you ready to get this body armor going? Yeah, I, the- got the, I got Tropical Punch. So, because I like fruit punches, I'm like a, I'm like a seven year old. So I, I get, I have like a memory of other fruit punches. So I'm going to be able to compare this to them. Is this the full got- sugar version too, Elsie, or is this the, yeah uh- twenty eight grams in this? Oh, it's the Elsie jumping in his chair. And this is why you guys should be more watching. You sloshing it around. It looks more good. than usual. Yeah. Um. This is. This tastes a lot like Hawaiian Punch. Oh, a lot like Hawaiian Punch. Um. So I'm I'm on board with this. It probably has as much sugar as Hawaiian Punch. But uh, but I, I'm on board. This is good. Yeah, and Toby says they do have body armor light. The peach mango one is a one. Uh, I do like. <laughs> I have had the bot the low sugar body armors, and I do like them. Uh, I haven't had the peach mango. I don't think. Hmm. But uh, Toby, since you're here, prime baby, just for your recommendation, just maybe not the flavor. Um, before uh, Marty, what did you give yours on an A through F scale? Uh, a minus. A minus, yeah. LC, yep. This is a this is a B, a B, a Hawaiian punch B. All right. Now, Toby, I know you gave other flavors, so I'm going to be grading this based on just the quality. I, I'll be able to taste the quality in this. If maybe the flavor isn't the best, let's let's take a chance here. This is clean. Ten percent coconut water, twenty five calories for the thing and two grams of sugar this is this is i can imagine that if you got like a a better flavor that it would hit better but for being grape this is not bad i think if you ask me that this flavor specifically will probably be a b but if you gave me like that whatever it was the um what was it the like uh fire pop or whatever the one that's like the red white and blue i'm sure it would have been an a there we go. So for all you guys who drink beers and all that on your podcast, we're drinking, we're getting healthier, healthier. <laughs> 28 grams of sugar. <laughs> At least we're hydrated. That's true. We're, uh, we are very hydrated tonight. Oh, uh, that was cool. I, I uh, we never done drink reviews on the baseball podcast. <laughs> so that, that, this is something. So you guys know when you're 15 minutes into the show, that's when we're going to talk some baseball, <laughs> baby. So let's kick things off as we always do. With the uh, the TPF baseball rundown with the right button playing right about now. All right. Our players that wowed us over the last week here. As I go to my notes on who I'm going to ask about which player because I did not prepare as well as I should have. And we're going to kick things off here with... Let's do, let's talk about Nolan Jones. 
because this is someone I know Marty wanted to talk about over his mm-hmm. last or or else he wanted to talk about. Yeah, I, I got it right the second time. Over the last seven days, <laughs> 538, 625, 923 slash, one home run, eight RBIs, three runs, three walks and three strikeouts. These are, again, as of Wednesday morning, so they do not have today's stats built in there. But he's got a 96.9 uh, average mile per hour exit velocity and the highest walk rate at all stops in the minors. He's been walking consistently and looking like to be a fixture in this Cleveland Guardians lineup, Elsie. What do you like about Nolan Jones? Well, you hope he's a fixture in the Cleveland Guardians lineup. The, he's been playing. Uh, Oscar Gonzalez is currently on the IL. And when he comes back, there's going to be a pretty big log jam there. They got Stephen Kwan. They got Jones. They got Oscar Gonzalez. They got Fran Mil Reyes. They got Josh Naylor. They also have Miles Straw. I don't know if Kwan can cover center field. Um, if Straw's not out there, but uh, Straw hopefully can go to the bench for Jones. He can keep this up, but um, perhaps a, a trade of Fran Mill at the deadline to to move some parts. But they gotta they gotta keep getting him time. This is a three true outcome type of guy. Walks, strikeouts, and he has seventy raw power. Uh, that's his that's his uh, prospect grade on that seventy raw power. Um, so I think I, I like him. I picked him up. Uh, in uh, in a few leagues, and I and he's been really hot. Um, I I think you know he's he keeps a high BABIP. I think he's going to be able to keep about a two thirty two forty batting average. That's what the rest of the season projections are. They're light on plate appearances for him because of the uncertainty of playing time for rest of season. The projections. I would like to see some more clarification on whether or not Straw is going to be able to hold that role with his poor performance, or if they're going to move somebody to create some space. Yeah, Nolan Jones, like you said, been kind of a three outcome guy. Um, and yeah, he's, he's somebody that's been very interesting to somebody that I, I forgot what his prospect pedigree was in terms of if he was like a top 50 or top 100 prospect. I have to look. Yeah, but he's top 100. Yeah, he's top 100. So yeah, uh, but somebody that's been coming in there and really helping this lineup right now. So he's someone that I think is definitely viable in 12 team leagues for sure. And 15s, of course, you're he's going to be picked up. Toby adds that. Indians face the Tigers tomorrow, and they're throwing Elvin Rodriguez, who is 11.51 ERA, giving up eight and six in his last two. That's the type of matchups we love. Toby coming in hot with that fact there. So if no one Jones is a free agent out there, make sure you pick him up if you're in a daily league so you can get to him against Elvin Rodriguez. Right, Marty? Yeah, without a doubt. <laughs> All right, let's go to the next player we're going to talk about, and that's going to be Josh Rojas who right now for the Diamondbacks, a 391, 481, 652 slash over his last seven games, a homer, seven RBIs, four runs, four walks, and four Ks. The K rate, a career low right now this season. Max EV, a career high. Fly balls are also way up this year. Marty, Josh Rojas, is he somebody we should be looking at in uh, deeper leagues here? Deeper leagues, absolutely. I mean... He's like, so just to give you some context on him. So in the Yahoo leagues, he's rostered in 66% of leagues. And in both Yahoo and NFBC leagues, he has second base, third base, shortstop, and outfield eligibility. So you can pretty much put him anywhere. If you're in a 15-team league, he is long gone. He's probably uh, your, you know, your CI or MI, and you got to be extremely happy about that. He's batting every day atop of the Diamondbacks lineup, either first or second. And what I, I was looking, um, you know, at the numbers here and he's adopt, he's adopted a new uh, approach at the plate. 
So what his goal is, is he's taking any type of fastball. He's trying to hit it out to left center. And then that is allowing him to stay open for any of the off speed. So overall, like he's a good player. Um, he's, he's, this is his, 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 I think this is his ceiling. You know, um, his uh, his stats are very they're actually pretty on guard what they were last year on the year. He's slashing 276, 343 with a 414 slug. So obviously not a not a lot of pop in the bat, but he's got just seven stolen bases. So it looks like he's going to end up somewhere around 10 home runs, 15 stolen bases with a pretty good average. And then um, what's like what's going to keep him in the lineup every day is his glove. So he's going to be there the rest of the year for you. Josh Rojas doing big things for those Diamondbacks. Our buddy Albert checking in. Good evening. What's going on, Albert? Thanks for hanging out and watching the show. All right, Lucas. Aaron Hicks or Wilmer Flores? If you had to pick between the two that catches your eye more, who do you like? At the moment, it's got to be Flores with how he's performing. But Hicks has been mashing lately. Oh, let's talk about Aaron Hicks then, Lucas. So... Aaron Hicks over his last seven days, of over 400 batting average, 522 and a 1150 slug. Wow. And uh, three home runs, six RBIs, eight runs, four walks, four Ks, two stolen bases to boot. I do know he hit the ball off his shin yesterday, so I think he's day-to-day right now. He's walking in a career-high 14.2% of plate appearances this year and hitting fastballs much better than last year, which is a big thing in a league where you face a lot of fastballs, and if you can't hit them, you're going to struggle. That that's changed. He's near 300 batting average on him this year. Lucas is is Aaron Hicks somebody assuming he gets back and is healthy in the next day or two that you want to add in a 12 team league. I think it's a potential add. Um, I'm a little bit worried about the trade deadline, honestly, uh, with the rumors mm-hmm. of Benintendi coming over. I think that might cut into his playing time. Hmm. Were the uh, were the Yankees a poss or yeah, were the Yankees a possibility for Benintendi? I I didn't even seen. There are a lot of rumors right now, yeah, that Benintendi and then I think another of the outfielders for the Royals um, might be in a Yankees consideration for a trade at the moment. It's interesting, and you're right. I mean, that could if, if Hicks isn't performing, that could be somebody that takes away playing time for them. And uh, <laughs> as Doc says, Benintendi is anti-vax. Yes, he is, Doc. Glad you can – we're replacing you tonight with Lucas, and it's already a better show, honestly. And uh, Toby says, Jose Miranda's last seven games. I picked him up for this reason in our home league, Toby. 391 average, 462 OBP, 862 slug, and three homers, 10 RBIs. Hit a bomb today. Good contribution to this segment. He was somebody that I, I was questioning if I should add him in the rundown. We've talked about him before. He's somebody that, if you follow him when he was a Twins minor leaguer, uh, tons of tons of power, somebody that was playing all over the diamond, somebody that wasn't striking out very much and and really kind of came out of nowhere last year. So I'm glad he's kind of being able to do things. Uh, I'm not reading Doc's comments anymore. <laughs> uh, let's talk about one more player here on the hitter side of things. Wilmer Flores over his last seven games at 360, 429, 800 slash, three home runs, seven RBIs, four runs, three walks, and five strikeouts. Much better against breaking balls in 2022. And he's pulling balls at a career high rate. So the one thing that's very interesting is when you see tangible things like that about players where they might do things like pull the ball more, which means that they're going to probably get more home runs or be able to raise their batting average because they're stopped trying to hit the ball everywhere and they're doing what they're comfortable with. The pull rate last year was 43.8. Now it's up to about 48%. 
And he's somebody that's very interesting to me. Just across the board, just very solid. The the strikeout rate this season, only 15.8%. Walk rate just under double digits at 9.9%. I think he's somebody that can help you. He can plug in. Uh, you know, somewhere in the infield, if you you need you know a middle infielder, or I think he's he's definitely corner infield eligible. He, I don't know if he's middle, but uh, um, first, second, and third on Yahoo. There you go. I, I knew he was a couple places, so I, I think he's somebody. He's not going to wow you, but he's somebody you can plug in in deeper leagues, and he should be really be a solid piece you can put at multiple different positions. There, I have not looked at the comments. <laughs> I'm not reading your comment in the in the private chat, LC, you dog. Uh, no, please don't. <laughs> no. Uh, we got a new guy coming in here. Joey, Joey Stats, 707. Mm. Welcome to the show, Joey. Let's see what his question is. Speaking of, I got offered Ezekiel Tovar and Jose Miranda for Benny Pasquantino. Take or pass? Um, I'm going to turn it first. I'll turn you, LC. What would you say in this scenario? Um, I don't, I'm not familiar with Ezekiel Tovar very much. I am. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He's in the Rockies organization. He's, Mm -hmm. he's getting that, that Rockies shortstop type of hype that like Tawitzki and then story. This is the next one. Okay. Um, okay. So I don't know. What what do you think? I mean, well, is it safe to say it's a dynasty? Yeah. I would assume. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I know. Um, it depends. If you're going to win it right now, I'd keep Vinny, you know, the Italian sausage. But like, if you're looking to just, you know, keep on rebuilding, I mean, Tovar, like you said, he's going to be that next guy. He's struggling with a little bit of a groin injury. I don't think it's going to be anything long term to worry about. We just touched on Miranda. So um, if you're win- if you're trying to win right now, keep Vinny. If you're looking to rebuild, I-, I like it. Lucas, do you dive into prospects at all? Are you familiar with Ezekiel Tovar? I do not dive into prospects yet, being this as the uh, first year of uh, baseball for me. So. That's fair. I, I, I've i gotten really into them this year doing the call-up, which you can also check out on the podcast feed and Triple hey. Play YouTube channel there. Um, Ezekiel Tovar is really, really good. Jose Miranda is, I think, going to be a very solid major leaguer. Vinny Pasquantino is definitely a better prospect than Jose Miranda. I would say Ezekiel Tovar is getting to that Vinny Pasquantino level in terms of the hype that's going to surround him when he gets closer. So I know Marty kind of touched on it. If, if Joey, I would say if you're right now in contention, I would take the Vinny Pasquantino. If you're a couple of years off, I would then I would be okay to to go ahead and get Tovar and Miranda because I think that them two together is is worth it. It's just one of those things like. If are you able to wait a couple of years because he's probably not going to be up for a couple more years, so that's how I would look at it. Uh, and all right, Doc said, read a comment. <laughs> I'm not going to read these out loud, but we're going to talk about that on Bring Up Your Dead. And then, uh, Joey says, Thanks, guys. I'm pretty high on Vinny, but I am rebuilding. Do what I would do, Joey, is I would try to counter, see if you could get another piece in that trade just to sweeten it. And then if you can get another piece, great. If not, then you can go ahead and take that. But I, I would try to see Vinny's a Vinny and Tovar are really good players. So I'm um, looking at Welsh's, uh, yeah, uh, but then prospect to one, like his top 500, he has Tovar is his 21st overall. Come yeah. expect to come out in 2024. So yeah, that, as I was Let's saying, a couple of years away, very much a high rate right there. And, uh, Jasper, Jasper. checking in. 
Jasper, what's up, man? Thanks for hanging out with us as always. And good call with the way more Flores because Albert said he homered again tonight. So they just I don't know think he when started they... either. I think he just rolled off the bench and hit it. I could be wrong, but yeah. and uh, Jasper's on the Miranda and Tovar side for this specific scenario. Let's talk about some pitchers and let's go to the stay with the Giants and talk about Alex Wood, who LC is right now over his last two starts, 12 innings, seven hits, a 0.75 ERA, it's supposed to say, a walk and 12 strikeouts. Expected stats show some positive regression, so he could be somebody that's worth holding on to. And whiff rates are down this year. That's one thing to note. What are your thoughts on Alex Wood? Um, I like Alex Wood. Actually, if he, his his good pitching goes back three starts. Over his last three starts, he has an 18 Ks to one walk. He's only given up. He has a two ERA and an under one whip over over his last three starts. On the season, he has a 4.43 ERA, but that's really that was really inflated by a start at Atlanta where he gave up six and one in one inning. Um, a start where. You might not have even eaten that start at the time if you if you had uh, been wary of going him playing in Atlanta. So uh, if you take that out, he's he goes from a four point four three to a three point eight four, and his WHIP goes from a one point two seven to a one point two one, which is which is much more better, much much more better. Good good talking art. Um, so um, so he's been slightly unlucky. Uh, and in his home runs, he's given up two more home runs than would have been expected by the pitches. So perhaps that sort of luck, like you said, can get some regression. Um, but still, he's only given up eight home runs in his, um, what is it, seven, uh, 16 or 17 starts this season. Uh, I, I like him. Like I said, I picked him up in the home league. He was great on Sunday um, and, and uh, against San Diego, pitched fantastically uh hoping he keeps that going like i said he's been he's been rolling those last three muted you're muted david well i'm such a rookie holy crap i'm I'm a rookie goodness gracious uh jasper also talking about last if you have Vinny or if he stumps you can might be able to get him back which is a good thing to add on the last discussion and doc says so what is a lefty who's your favorite lefty on the podcast <laughs> Can't say Shamanaya. You're freaking annoying. And uh, Toby says he's riding Cutter Crawford tomorrow versus Tampa Bay. At Toby, it's a risky call. Risky call. Tampa Bay, especially with young pitchers, seems like they have their numbers. We just saw it with Brian uh, uh, Bayo. Two starts against them recently. So got fingers crossed that Crawford can deliver there. Um, but Elsie, I mean, you just wrote Alex Wood to a, a victory against me in his last start. So you've got to yeah. be riding high with him right now. I'm loving Alex Wood right now. He's awesome. <laughs> All right, I'm let's actually, talk about. I was going to say, I'm actually going to have to disagree with you there. Woo! Okay, let's go, think, Lucas. I love it. I don't think that Wood is, I think he'll regress positively mm-hmm. for sure for the rest of the season. But um, he's got a tougher strength of schedule in the first half. Um, okay my opinion he's just that's and, fair yeah and i don't think that the run support is there for him that's true san francisco has been pretty poor the last since like the beginning of june on offense they've been in the bottom 10 offense yeah so just for for kind of on the record here he is a 443 era alex wood his xera is 364 his fip is 326 and his xfip is 323 
So all his ERA estimators show that there is some positive regression coming in terms of his earned runs this year. He's also got a 50.2% ground ball rate. So he's getting a ton of ground balls. I, I think I'm, I'm, there is, that's an interesting, that's the one side of the coin. But then Lucas, you bring up the very good point about the little run support, the tough matchups. So you got to kind of look at these things, maybe on a start to start basis, look who you're yeah. going against. It looks like his next two are Milwaukee and 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 the Dodgers. His first start out of the break is going to be at the Dodgers. So um, I'm not sure if I'm going to – I might sit him for that one. I'm not yeah. sure. Let's talk about a Royals pitcher who was a boss the other night, Brad Keller. Over his last two starts, 12.2 innings, eight hits, a 3.55 ERA, four walks, and 11 Ks. He's alternated good and bad starts over his last six outings if you're somebody that pays attention to that. So <laughs> – I don't know if there's, it's more than just kind of a funny thing, but his sinker has 2.3 inches of vertical drop this year, which is much better than it's ever been in, in one of the betters, uh, better vertical drops for a sinker in baseball. Marty, Brad Keller, is he somebody you stream in the right matchups or is he somebody that you're confident throwing out there more often? Only in the right matchup. And you already hit on it. So he did really well against the Detroit Tigers. You know, we've already talked about it, the worst, uh, the worst team against righties and he did bad against the Houston Astros. So um, no, uh, no big, uh, no big surprise there. And, uh, he's only, he's rostered in 14% of Yahoo league. So he's widely available. Uh, he is one of the 10 Royals who are unvaccinated. So they won't be traveling to Toronto. So don't expect them to be uh, pitching this weekend. Now I, I got to touch on him. He's like completely changed his career arc around, especially when you compare it to last year. So last year he had a 6.42 XERA. This year, he has a 3.82 XERA. His uh, walk percentage is a career low at 7.8. He has increased his four-seam usage, decreased his sinker usage. So he's using that sinker in spots, and it's actually really, really helping him out. Um, but when you look at all of his pitches overall, he has an XBA of at least 250 on every single one of them. So I would expect him to be, by you know when this is all said and done, closer to a 4.2 to 4.5 ERA guy. But as we progress, and uh, Lucas has done a great job touching on this, going into the strength of schedule. So we know he plays in the AL Central. They are the the worst division in baseball. And in September, there's going to be he's going to have a bunch of starts against the AL Central. So the Tigers starts uh, going against the Twins, who are pretty good, the White Sox, who have been awful, and the uh, the Guardians, who are middling. So if you're in like a head to head uh, league and you're you're entering your playoffs at that time, I think he'll be someone you'll want to stream. But overall, he's never going to dominate. He has a 14% K rate. He does a decent job of limiting hard contact, but nothing too crazy there. So the, the wins will be few and far between. The Ks will never be there. So he's more of a ratio play. That's fair. I think you hit it on the head for, for Brad Keller. So just keep an eye on who he's playing and and uh, don't put him in the wrong matchups. If he can. You've seen him blow up. So Brad Keller. To, yep. to, yeah, <laughs> that's right. That is There is the, the Brad Keller and the bad Keller. You never know who you're going to get. Yeah, Let's I, talk think, about, I think I got a stretch of uh, some White Sox games that as a White Sox fan, you might be able to trust him on. Depends on if Tony LaRusso is still there or not. That's crazy. I know, Marty, you tweeted out today that uh, he's outlasted <laughs> uh, Charlie Montoya, which is pretty wild. Yeah, my guess is that, like he had some kind of uh, he's either lost the um, he's lost the, the 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 room or he's had some troubles with the front office or people in the dugout aren't listening to him because they're in a playoff spot right now. They're they're in the play in game or whatever that, you know, the, the extended wild card. So it is what it is. There you go. 
Now, Lucas, you touched on the White Sox. Let's talk about a team in that division, specifically a pitcher in Josh Winder. His first start back in baseball after extended absence of five innings, seven hits, a 360 ERA in that start, two walks and three Ks. Uh, the slider and changeup, both with 32% plus whiff rates on this season. And ground balls, something he needs to get better at. They are way too low. Looking at his ground ball rate on Baseball Savant, it has it just at believe 36.1%. And for just the record, the major league average is about 45%. So he is getting way too many balls in the air, about nearly 30%, about 7% higher than major league average. So he's having struggles. And we saw that because I made this graphic before his most recent start, which he did yesterday of five earned runs and four or five innings of five earned run ball, only two Ks against the Milwaukee Brewers. So he's somebody that it's kind of shaky right now, but people seem to be high on him. Do you have any thoughts on Josh Winder? Uh, as someone, again, who's a White Sox fan, I'm not a fan of anyone that's on the Twins. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's been hard to really even take a look at this guy. Uh, I fully expect him to do well in the division. Outside the division, I think that he's going to have some struggle. Um, again, kind of going back to my point before on a couple of these guys. Uh, this is a team that had a pretty easy strength of schedule first half of the season. Here here we go in the second half of the season. You've got a number of series that uh, I think are really questionable. Um, they've got the Brewers coming up later this month, I believe. Is that right? Double check that for you. Yeah, it looks like they've got Brewers. Um, they have a small stretch with the Tigers, obviously. You've got some stretches with the Royals in there. Um, just depends. He's he's a streamer, in my opinion. You've got Blue Jays in here next month. You've got Giants, who I think that they're probably going to be splitting that series with. Um, and the Rangers have been surprisingly good recently. So, Yeah, Corey Seager's been mashing home runs every night. My computer's not loading. Oh, yeah, White Sox, Tigers... Brewers later this month. They have the Padres. Uh, so yeah, I, I think you hit on the hill, the the nail on the head, Lucas. You stream them in the right matchups, and you have to be very careful because you've seen the bad, uh, the Brad, the, <laughs> the bad Josh Winder there. Ja- I got to ask you, Lucas, before we move on here. Jasper says the White Sox need to get with it. He is a White Sox fan. Do you think they turn it around and make noise in the playoffs, or is this another year of disappointment? This is a real question that I think the team needs to ask themselves. You know, you see, <laughs> there's plenty of talent on that team. It's just a matter of putting it together, getting the at-bats. I think that Sox have one of the lower home run totals in the league, don't they? In a, yeah. friendly, uh-huh. a friendly park, too. So, you know, it begs to, begs you to, to question what's going on there. It's very interesting and. I don't know how much they can do with Tony La Russa there. Uh, it just seems like they need a new leader to kind of spark the team. Um, so I don't know. I, I'm, as a Twins fan, I, I love it at the same time. I have a lot of, I love Dylan C. Someone seeing get run support like Andrew Vaughn. They Luis Robert is a great player. They have a lot of players there that I like, and I just think they're not Crazy. up to their full potential. If you would have told me that the Diamondbacks, the Royals, the Orioles, Texas, and the Nationals will all be better hitting teams than the White Sox, I would have said you're nuts. But here we are. That's pretty wild. Uh, all right. They, they do have a great schedule here next month. Um, so 
Look out for that. We're going to go on a run. You heard it All first. Right. That's right. Yeah, Lucas calling. You heard it first. There's the bounce back. I think Jasper needs it. You, Lucas, you and Jasper need the, the White Sox bounce back. So we're putting it out there in existence right now. All right. Elsie got his pipes ready to go because we got a lot to talk about here on a triple play mm-hmm. staple in the Bring Out You Dead. Bring out your dead. Hey, thanks everyone for sending in your tweets. Thanks everyone for your content. I know you're hurting out there. That's why we're here. We're here to help you. We're the televangelists of the fantasy baseball podcast industry. We're here for you. We feel your pain. Um, the first, the first uh, tweet that we we got was from our our good friend Dave McDonald, one of the one of the great fantasy baseball players in in the in the uh, industry in the podcasting industry. Uh, he has a he has a laundry list. It could be an entire Boyd section of the of the of the people that that have been been hurting Dave. I uh, I see that he has Trevor Rogers, Giolito until recently, Roldis Chapman, rough KB, Chris Bryant, Avisil Garcia, Justin Turner until recently, and Alex Cobb. I I did a little I did a little tweet tweet research on this just to see what the Twitter sphere is thinking about these uh, people's. And uh, I love this one. Avi Garcia, bench him, buy him out, put him on a raft and let him float out into the ocean. Uh, For God's sake, please don't let him continue to play for my favorite team. There was another tweet that said the easiest person to get out, just throwing three straight breaking balls out of the zone and he's out. Uh, Avi not doing well. Trevor Rogers. There was a great tweet here that says, why is it that Jacob Stallings is the only catcher? that Trevor Rogers hasn't been great with. I think that that is an interesting question. He's not pitching that well. Maybe he gets, he's like a personal catcher type of guy. Maybe he needs to be with, um, with their backup catcher. Um, so uh, Chris Bryant last week had a stretch of four home runs in five games. Looked like he was starting to turn it on. Hopefully he can keep that going for Colorado. Um Justin Turner also turning it on, as you said, Dave. Thank goodness, all those people. This would have been uh, this would have been, I think, his second or third time on the Boyd list, but he's been turning around. So we're gonna we're gonna leave him off. Alex Cobb. Number one thing people say about Alex Cobb is he is having an incredibly unlucky season. Uh, so hoping hoping the luck turns around, hoping it turns around. Um, Aroldis Chapman. What's going on? He's 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 given up a lot of earned runs. He's not pitching well. Uh, what are we going to do with the Roldis? Clay Holmes, hold on to him. Hold on to him if you got him. Um, Lucas Giolito, though, he's back. He's starting to look good again. There's a great tweet of a guy who just got let off in uh, in court, thanking thanking Isn't that Snoop uh, Dogg. I think that's Snoop. Yeah, Snoop. Yeah. Praying to God, thanks after getting out. I'm innocent, yeah. Um, and uh, Lucas Giolito, uh, after hearing that he hasn't been isn't cooked now, is is the Snoop Dogg innocent at uh, trial? I thought that was a really funny tweet. All these people, oh man, they've been hurting a lot of people. Some of them turning it around. Thank goodness. Hopefully, KB can keep that going. The second tweet, our our our, our very own guest, Lookie D, with the with the uh, with the Gollum. Um, he says. <laughs> Lance Lynn, but only because I want to mention. So, Lucas, give us give us some four one one on on Lance. 
Yeah, I mean, Lance Lynn, obviously underperforming massively this year. Uh, it's tough to watch him even pitch in some games. But uh, that said, you know, it goes back to what I had mentioned earlier in this podcast. Um, they've had a middling to tougher strength of schedule um, earlier this year. They're scheduled to have what is considered to be the easiest stretch here in the next uh, few months. Obviously, uh, Detroit in the schedule, uh, coming up against Cleveland a couple times, who have been somewhat streaky, um, up against Kansas City, up against the Tigers. They've got some uh, games here with the uh, Oakland A's as well, I believe, and Seattle here in, uh, in the early September. So. A lot to look forward to. I think that um, once we're past that uh, stretch of games with the A's, uh, that might be the best time to sell them, which I believe is September 12th would mark your day of of sale. That's what I'm marking on my calendar. I like yeah, it. yeah. That might be that might be the time that the White Sox make their run this year. That might be what they've been waiting for, waiting for that little soft schedules part. Uh, maybe hold on to your Giolito. Maybe hold on to your Lynn. Maybe hold on to your Cease. You might be able to get some uh, get some good production out of your out of your Chicago White Sox in the second half, only to be um, disappointed, swept in the first. <laughs> hey, you know it's it's Tony. It's Tony. He's he's he might not even make it to the game. You know he might get a DUI. I mean, you can pray. You can hope. Um, Doc, his very own Doc mentions well, Rysel Iglesias. Jasper really quick says, "I have him in my home league, and he's tearing <laughs> tearing him up." So hopefully, for his sake too, he can turn it around. Absolutely. And, uh, does Tony Goslin not have a yeah, loss this season? Yeah, he's like eleven and zero or twelve and zero, maybe. Wow, I had no idea he didn't have a loss. Woo, doggy, that's that's interesting. I'm sorry, Elsie. Continue. Yeah, Rysel Iglesias. Doc mentions it, and it's right to put him on here. This is a good addition to the Boyd list. Rysel is not going to lose his closing position. He's he's just, uh, but he's given up earned runs in three straight games. You have to wonder if there's something not right with him. Maybe an IL stint is coming. Hard to say, but uh, he's he's not looked right. He's given him he's given up a lot more earned runs in July than he had been prior to this. Hopefully he can turn it around or maybe get himself right with the short stint. We're hoping, hopefully he can just not lose any time, but you need closers. We all need closers. Let's, uh, let's get him back to, to into form because we all need him. Uh, Nick Castellanos from our, our boy, uh, Rebob 72, uh, always Nick Castellanos. Yeah. Nick Castellanos has been a, uh, has been a thorn in the side of fantasy owners all season, not performing that, that draft acquisition price. This is his second time on the Boyd list. Uh, something that I looked, Rasval tweets, Nick Castellanos hated the a drive into deep left field meme so much, he stopped hitting home runs. Were you guys aware of this meme? <laughs> I mean, you're talking about the one where they literally the, the guy lost his job, like that whole uh, ordeal? I, I, I'm i not sure. I, I was I was looking, I was like, what is this? Yeah, you're I, and right. then I saw these. Is that You've right? Yeah. You've never it's heard like of anytime, like anything, anytime, like something bad happens, it starts off with what the announcer was reading, you know, when he's talking about his apology. <laughs> oh, and, then it says, and in the middle of, yeah. Yep. And then in the middle of his right apology, he's like, and there's a deep fly ball. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. A drive and a deep left field. 
Yeah, that's oh god. Oh man, I used to love that broadcaster. He used to be the Cubs broadcaster. I was I was sad. I was sad. That was a that was a sad day for me. Well, unfortunately, I, I he's homophobic, so you have to go. <laughs> that's right. Super bad. Super bad. It's you know, and you, you you learn this. People, you know, let's all love each other. We're everyone's cool. Let's just do it this way. All right. Um, so the next person on the Boyd list, I'm going out of order. I hope I don't do this twice. Next person on the Boyd list. Okay, David. MG, I don't. Was this Marco Gonzalez, Miguel G- Gabrera? What, who's MG? <laughs> uh, not gonna say his name on air. Of course, it's Mackenzie Gore. Um, uh, this is, uh, you know, he had a rough start last one. Gave up a lot of earned runs, a lot of them, maybe thirteen. Maybe I'm not sure. There's a lot of earned runs by Mackenzie Gore in his last start. Lost a lot of people their fantasy weeks. I'll tell you that yeah. much. Tell me about it. <laughs> <laughs> next, next on our Boyd list, um, I think uh, Marty brings up Brandon Crawford. Brandon Crawford, wow! And, and 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 the difference between last season and this season couldn't be sharper delineated than looking at their stat cast. He, I thought he was a fantastic value with the production he gave last season, but San Francisco's offense is down. Brennan Crawford's offense is down. His outs above average was in the 99th percentile in 2021, and it is in the 14th percentile in 2022. Fluctuations always happen. This is a rough one. Uh, Brennan Crawford, a lot of people were hoping that they got themselves a nice bargain at, um, at pick 200 at their shortstop. Turns out it wasn't. That's a rough one. Hopefully I'm not doing the same one again. The, and I think this might be the last one. Or is this a repeat? It still has Marty's up there. I, I will acknowledge Toby's comment really quick about Aaron Ashby. Okay. That he's, I've actually feel like a lot of my calls have hit really well this year. Tanner Houck's looking good as a closer for the Red Sox. Christian Javier's looked great. Bobby Witt has been a top 50 player. In Roto Leagues, I know especially. MJ, I have a lot of MJ Melendez, Alejandro Kirk. Aaron Ashby's been the biggest whiff. And I don't I, I feel like it's going to come. I just don't know when. And he's been very hard to roster and run out there. He has not been good. So like I I don't want to drop him. If you guys have Aaron Ashby in a 12 team league, are you dropping him? Yes. Yes. Yeah. He's a streamer. Man. I can't bring myself to do it, but you guys are right. Like he can barely get the five innings. It's it's stressful trying to watch yeah. him get to the fifth inning. And they don't have other players that they can have come in there and take his rotation spot either. Cause you know, they have Freddie Peralta's miss is obviously out. Woodruff just came back. Lauer has been awful for the most part. Like, it's not like they can be like, Oh, we have depth. You can just go back to a long reliever. So that's, that's the part where it's really hard with him. And, uh, and if you're looking at the offense too, you know, the offense hasn't been anything to brag about either. You know, they're not going to, they're not going to prop him up. Uh, Rowdy is, isn't uh, Hunter Renfro coming back though. Hopefully yep, that he came back too. yesterday. Um, he went over four, but yeah, then he, he sat today, but he, he's back. Yeah. Hopefully help that offense. And Michael Kopech could be on this list as well. He was another popular breakout by many people that, and he's looked dreadful and uh i remember because we all have uh jasper said he traded kopech two weeks ago and got that back and he 
made the move early enough. So good job, Josh. That was a good move. Giovanni Gallardo is a, uh, gosh, that's a good throwback name. I loved watching him pitch with the Brewers, man. They do need him back. Was that all the uh, bring out your deads? Let's see. Mine. I did. I did want to remember um, Ranger Suarez was also brought up. Uh, Ranger Suarez by uh, Urban Baboon was the name of the. Uh, of <laughs> I have the, it up on uh, here. <laughs> okay. A great, a great, a great, uh, I think, um, and, uh, he said he's the new, uh, he's the new Brett Lowry. Like, like for, for those of you who are too young to remember Brett Lowry, that is such a great pull. I think this, that's the one. Elsie cut out. What happened to his sound? We're not even at the arts chart. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, <right. laughs> You, you got, he was so excited you were here, Lucas. It happened early. <laughs> <laughs> While he's figuring out his audio issues here, that is a pretty because I remember Brett Lowry being an insanely good rookie, and then the rest of his career was just awful or very much mediocre. So that is a very interesting pull that he brought there. I think, if I'm not mistaken, that was the rest of that was all the bring out your debt. So we are good to go with that. We appreciate everybody that brings those in every single week. It's a really fun segment to go through, even though I know everybody's in a lot of pain having to bring those names up again. It's a good event. It's a good that event. Is, uh, I think it's it's a little bit of a, I'm feeling ferocious. I think it's weekend warriors time. What do you think, Marty? All right. And let's I think it. you should, we should bring them in this way. Yes. Since we can't do your, I'm going to use this for your two-star pitchers for now on, but I have to use it tonight anyway. That is a I love it. I I like how um you don't even have the actual video. It's a screen capture of yeah. my uh, Instagram story, which is absolutely amazing. So yes, <laughs> you can add me on Instagram as well. Um, you can see me throw just north of fifty anytime you want to. Um, but yeah, let's hop into the weekend warriors. So these are the guys that you're gonna be um you know you're gonna hope we can help you out this weekend. So this weekend's July fifteenth through the seventeenth. And uh, we're going to start with Yandy Diaz. So I don't know if you guys have been paying attention to him, but he's been absolutely incredible all year. So he's rostered uh, Tampa Bay Ray. He's 30. Uh, he's rostered in 30% of Yahoo leagues, first base and third base eligibility. This weekend, he has three games at home versus Baltimore, who is currently uh, 15th in team ERA, giving up the 13th most runs on the year. Diaz is batting 303 with 39 runs, three home runs, 23 RBIs is, and he's even got you a swipe. So he's playing every day. I'm um, looking, I'm going to bring it up real quick to see. Um, yeah. He's playing every single day pretty much. And uh, yeah, he's been extremely hot. So if you, if you haven't picked him up, don't expect any home runs from him, you know, but he's going to be able to get your batting average up. And that's something that I know a lot of people have been struggling with, especially in your Roto and head to head leagues. So he's going to be a huge help there. Number two is Dylan Carlson, St. Louis outfielder, 45% rostered, and they have three games at home versus the Reds. So the Reds currently have the worst team ERA in all of baseball at 5.27. Yes, 5.27 team ERA. Absolutely beautiful. Uh, absolutely brutal. Over the last week, Carlson is seeing the ball well, and he's pretty much playing every single day. He's batting 318. He's got three runs. Um, a couple RBIs and uh, yeah, he's going to be pretty solid. We expect him, you know, he'll find that, that pop and uh, he'll get you. I, I consider him like a Brian Reynolds light. You know, I think Reynolds is a lot better. He has a higher ceiling, but I think Carlson is kind of just a very, like a small step down from that. So I like Carlson for this upcoming week. And if you get nothing out of this segment, everyone tune in right now, very closely, Daniel, 
Vogelback this weekend. First base for the Pirates. He's only rostered in 4% of leagues, so he is out there. He has three games in at Coors this weekend, so he has the beautiful Coors, and he's going against all righties. So on the year, Vogelback has 12 home runs. Every single home run has been against a righty. He's slashing 276, 374, 546 against righties this season. He's batting fourth in the uh, Pirates lineup every single day. And the Rockies, um, no uh, surprise here, they have the third worst team ERA in all of baseball. So that is by far my most favorite pick. I got super, I got, I'm not going to lie, I got pretty excited about that one. <laughs> so I, I'm, I'll be watching closely to Vogelback. Moving on to the, uh, to the pitcher side of it, starting with Merrill Kelly, Arizona Diamondback. Um, he's going against these at San Diego, and they're a below average team against righties. Uh, and WRC plus of 96, uh, which ranks about 17th in the league. Over his last 20.1 innings, Kelly has a 2.21 ERA, a 0.89 whip, and 13 strikeouts. So he's a he's a good um, he's a pretty good start. Obviously, the wins aren't going to be there, or I don't expect the, them to get a win, but he's going to be a pretty solid ratio start for you. Number two was Cal Quantrill, who I, I took off. As you, if you remember, he was a uh, take a seat for me um, as far as, uh, you know, for a two-start weekend. But he's going against Detroit. So it faces the Tigers. We've already went into it every single week. The worst team against righties. Anytime you see the Tigers on your schedule, fire them up. It should be, uh, should be pretty good. And then number three, Jake Odorizzi, who I never, ever say you should pick up. But I'm feeling it this weekend. So he's going against the Athletics. These are the second worst team against righties with a 71 WRC plus. And his last game was against the A's and he dazzled seven. Uh, he went seven innings of shutout baseball. He had seven strikeouts and a 0.71 whip. Um, he won't strike out too many, but Oakland is the seventh worst team in baseball in strikeouts. So he may be able to get you that five, six, seven, eight again. So uh, just to round that up, it's going to be Yandy Diaz, Dylan Carlson, Dan, uh, Daniel Volgaback. Then Merrill Kelly, Cal Quantrill, and Jake Odorizzi for the Weekend Warriors for this weekend. All right, those are your Weekend Warriors, and Toby does not like Jake Odorizzi. So I think he's against that pick, <laughs> but other than that, he's an I, like Astros I said, man, too. It's rare I ever, I've actually never recommended him to our listeners, but going against the A's, and, he, and sometimes people actually get worried. Like if, if, if a team just saw a pitcher that, that the hitters are going to have a upper hand, but when you're literally one of the worst teams in all of baseball and you strike out all the time, I don't think that's the case. So to, I, I, I hear what he's saying, but this weekend you're good. I promise. I am starting him. Yeah, I'm starting him and Cal Quantrill. They were on the list last week, I believe. Uh, so I picked them both up. There we go. Right. I love it. And you're, uh, you're second in your league, right? I am second in my league. Yeah. There we go. It's sad when he's on the mound. And Cal Quantrill is definitely very underrated. I want to transition here really quick before we get to, to arts charts and trends. I want to do a new segment and it's going to be called ask Lucas. So I'm going to give you a couple questions here, Lucas, and I want you to answer them just your best of your ability, whether it's just your gut or whether you have data behind it, but these are for you. Okay. So first I want to bring up a question in the comments here. Is Glenn Otto going to turn it around? Is he somebody you could trust down the stretch? What do you think? about Glenn Otto. And, and while you think of your answer, he is his stack cast page is very blue. You're going to need a coat when you look at it. Very cold here. A 550 ERA on the year, uh, expected ERA 581, which is even worse. Only while well, he's only striking out 17.5% of batters walking 13.4% this year. 
nothing really good at, on his profile. What are your thoughts about Glenn Otto? Is this one for me? Yeah, these are all for you. These are all, this is Ask Lucas. Oh, okay. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say I don't believe that he's going to be great for rest of the season. Um, Rangers have been all right, but, uh, you know, I don't think that they are going to prop him up enough with uh, supporting the runs. I think that his ERA is going to drop over the next few starts. Um, I'm looking at their schedule here. It looks like they've got a pretty rough schedule here remaining rest of the season. Um, bottom 12 in the league. So, yeah, not looking forward to that. Yeah. Glenn Otto, I don't think is, he's, yeah, he's nothing sexy. I, I don't think I would roster or, or play him anywhere at this point. He's like an emergency start stream sort of player. Like if you need, if you need a, a few K's here or there or something, he might be good for like three or four. He's walking. Do you guys know what his walks, yeah. what his walks per nine is this year? No. It is literally, take a guess. Just, re- just for fun, take a guess. Uh, 14. Four, 14. Four points. Oh, four I, points. I was thinking percentage. Uh, sorry. Four, uh, four and a half. I'll what do you guess, Marty? Lucas, what do you think? I'm going to guess around four as well. 5.34 walks yeah. per nine. That is awful. I, I, that's as bad as I've seen when I've looked recently. That's, yeah. Stay that's away. 1.51 1. whip. Someone yelled at me last week about like you should you should start him. I'm like, what are you talking about? No. <laughs> this is a an Ask Lucas segment, Toby. So anything goes. You can you want to bring a football question because you're on the clock at Scott Fishbowl. You can bring one in there this time because uh, <laughs> we've got a we've got this is the Ask Lucas segment, so this is perfect for it. Uh, and and Jasper's looking at him for next year, Glenn Otto. So while Toby's putting up his question, this is the next one for Ask Lucas. Which side of the, and this is from my buddy Mariano O on Twitter, which side for the rest of the season for redraft? Would you take the Chris Bryant and Charlie Morton side or the George Springer, Aaron Ashby side? That's an easy take the first one. I think the better arm may be one of the best um, in terms of having decent run support as well behind him. Um, great offense over there. They might make a run for it again this year. I think. Yeah, the Braves. Yeah, yeah, they've been on a heater. Those Mets. I know Mets fans are sweating it. Yeah, absolutely. My best friends is a Mets fan. He's like, yep. oh, they're gonna Mets it up. They're gonna Mets it up. Well, uh, all right. Let's switch gears for a second here. That was a pretty definitive answer. Is it definitive for this football question? Because you are a big fantasy football guy too here. Uh, Kadarius Tony was sniped in front of him, deciding between Mike Kosicki, Traylon Burks, D-Hop, or Baker as his QB3. Lucas, where would you go here? Uh, I'm going Jacecki, I think, honestly. Um, I don't believe that Baker's going to succeed over in Carolina. I don't know if anyone does. He's got a very underutilized <laughs> receiving <laughs> core over there outside of DJ Moore. So, All right, there it is. So. Lucas says he's going with Mike Kosicki there. So that's that's where uh, the last Lucas side of this show, that's where he's going there. And Jasper agrees with you, the Springer side always. <laughs> or, and I guess that's, that is the, uh, was that the right, was that the? No, he's on the other side. He likes the Springer-Ashby side more. 
going against the grain. Oh, well, he's always saying that because his last name is Springer. Ah, <laughs> makes sense. Just not, just not bad Springer. <laughs> That's fantastic. All right. Next question here. I'm going to throw at you here, Lucas. We'll do a couple more. Looking to replace Whit Merrifield at second base, head-to-head Cats League, redraft and need consistent production. Would you take Nick Senzel, Nico Horner, Wilmer Flores, Gavin Lux, or Luis Urias? And I'll say those names again. Nick Senzel, Nico Horner, Wilmer Flores, Gavin Lux, or Luis Urias? Who do you like most of that group? I think Flores for right now, he's been really, really hot. I'm not a big fan of the Giants, but uh, I'd have to go with him. All right. Fair enough. I like that call as well. Let's do a... I'll put you on the spot here. Who do you like more rest of season here, if I had to ask you here? Do you like Correa at $24 or Marcelo Zuna at $18? If Correa can stay on the field, um, you know, he's had some injury issues this year, but I think I would take Correa. Okay. I'm with you on that as well. Jasper. (laughs) I think I said Luis Urias. Luis Urias. Everyone says it differently, you know? I know. And and that's, and I realized I made a mistake when he said Arias because I would have picked Arias too. Luis Urias is the, is the one I meant. Uh, I think you say their name. It's hard to say their names. It's, it's hard to mix them up here. Uh, and, and Jasper's on the Nico Horner side of that. Last one we'll throw in here. Jose Miranda or Yandy Diaz rest of the season. I'm on the Jose Miranda side. Lucas, what do you think? I'm going Yandy Diaz. I think that the uh, Rays add some arms over there to help uh, the rest of the team get a break. And uh, I think that offense takes off and they make a run for it. All right. That is the first ever. And the one maybe until he comes back on the show, you'll ever hear the Ask Lucas section. Very, it's a new popular segment on the show here. This might be my last time on the show, and there's a drive <laughs> to left field. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to have you back just for comments like that. Uh, all right, Elsie, you ready to wrap things up here with your arts, charts, and trends here? Hopefully, you're going to stay with us. Yeah, I hope so. Can you guys hear me? Yes, for now. I hit, I hit refresh. I hit refresh on my screen. Left, came back. Uh, I'm always going to try to come back on this when that happens. <laughs> but uh, hopefully, hopefully uh, we can get through this. I, this week's good. Um, it's actually more arts spreadsheets this week than arts charts. But uh, a lot of teams going into the all-star break, down on power. Where can I find the power? My team needs power. Uh, where can you find it? I wanted to know this. It's tough. My teams are all low on power. I'm especially my Darth League team. My offense is w- dead last in power. So I looked at the past month of the MLB season to try and find if there were any uh, low-owned uh, deep league and shallow league targets for power if you're in a head-to-head categories or roto league. We'll start with the catchers here. I uh, outlined five catchers who have had good power over the past month. Those five you'll see on your screen are Kyle. Oh, no, sorry. Six catchers, Kyle Higashioka, Michael Perez, Victor Caratini, Eric Haas, 
Jonah Heim and Martin Maldonado. Now, how I found these was I looked for home run percentage. Um, yes, home run percentage is uh, home runs per 100 at bats. And Kyle Higashioka uh, has the highest home run percentage among uh, uh, sort of lower-owned catchers. Uh, if you are in a deep league and need power, the the best catchers for power have been Kyle Higashioka, Michael Perez, Victor Caratini, and Martin Maldonado. I think Caratini is the best in in that uh, group by a, a good bit. I think Perez is second best just because I, I you know he's had those he's had a big home run season and he's been hitting uh, he's hit four home runs in his last forty nine at bats. That's a pretty good rate. Uh, if you are in a shallow league and can pick up someone like Eric Haas or Jonah Heim, they have both been worth an add in 12-team leagues, I believe, and would help your team. Eric Haas. What's his real especially name, Mark? Haasy? I don't know. Oh, we, oh, Woody. There you go. His name's Woody. <laughs> Woody's been hitting 323 over the past month. And uh, has has 27 runs plus RBIs. Very good production for him. Um, and Jonah Heim has been great. I, I imagine uh, Kirk's too well-owned Jasper. These are only people who you have a chance of actually picking up. Um, uh, Jonah Heim has been very good. And, and with Mitch Garver's recent injury, he's going to get more uh, playing time. Next, I think I have the infielders. There are a few infielder outfielder here. There is, uh, but there's a good amount of infielders. If you need to pick up some power, I think catcher's a good chance to pick up power because you're not really going to hurt on batting average so much. If you get someone like Caratini who hits like 220 but gives you a little bit of pop, he's not going to really kill you compared to a lot of other catchers. If you're going to infielders, the uh, the deep league uh, guys are are guys like Diego Castillo, uh, Matt Carpenter, uh, Marwin Gonzalez. Marvin Gonzalez has been hitting a lot of home runs lately. He doesn't really play enough, but he has been productive when he's played hitting 280 with uh, three home runs in his last 39 at-bats. That's a pretty good run, but over a month, that's not enough plate appearances. So he's a very emergency thing. Keep an eye on him if if there's ever a need for a long-term infield or utility. Marwin might be their guy. He plugs in. But I would be looking to get Diego Castillo. He's really been really been hitting. He has the highest home run percentage uh, among anyone with an appreciable amount of bats over the last month, eight home uh, other than Kyle Schwarber, I should say uh, eight home runs in his last 77 at bats. That's over 10 per 100. He's second base shortstop and outfield eligible on ESPN. That is a great infield outfield eligibility that you can use in a lot of different ways. Um, He's only 61% owned in TGFBI, meaning that I would look if he would see if he was available. Matt Carpenter is another one who's been hot, infielder who's been hot. He's only second base eligible right now. I picked him up in a few leagues, but I found that his playing time was too inconsistent. Uh, I wasn't 100% sure when he was going to be out there. He went through long stretches where he wasn't really playing at all, but he's been hot lately. Hopefully, if you pick him up, you can get some of that. In more shallow leagues, though, there are a lot of guys who uh, should be far more owned. Guys like Rowdy Telez, who is only 59% in Yahoo and 62% in ESPN. Rowdy Telez 
has been has power. He's only hitting about 180 over the last month, but his power has been there and his counting stats have been there. The batting average hopefully can rebound, but uh, that power has been very good over the last month and his walk rate has been good. Uh, pretty, pretty decent. He's walking over 10% of the time. Christian Walker is only 53% owned in Yahoo leagues and 56% owned in ESPN leagues. Walker, as we've been talking about, has a ton of power. He's going to be consistent power for the rest of the season, I believe. Juan Yepes, very lightly owned in ESPN and Yahoo leagues. And he also has that infield outfield flexibility, first base and outfielder. He's only 40% owned in Yahoo leagues, 17% owned in ESPN leagues. I picked him up in my ESPN league. Take a look. Yepes has been hitting very well uh, of recently, and his power has come through. Um, so these are some guys I'd be looking, some infielders I'd be looking to pick up. Now moving on to the outfielders, if you need some power in your team, if you're in a categories league or a roto league, got some deep and some shallow league outfielders as well. If you are in a deep league, one guy who's provided a decent amount of power is Jordan Luplow. He's very good against lefties. So if you're looking at Arizona's schedule, see they got a few lefties coming up. He's very good. He has he has good power stroke. He has four home runs in his last 51 at-bats, and he gets playing time against lefties. So if he's if you see Arizona's coming up against lefties, you need some power. He's a nice, cheap pickup, especially in your very deep leagues. Uh, Adam Duvall, uh, no, he's well-owned um, as well. Um, but like in a deep league, you need power. I, you know, Luplo's kind of, kind of, kind of good. He's the best one over the last month, the best deep league option for power in the outfield for more shallow leagues. There's a lot of good options. Guys like Hunter Renfro are only about 60% owned in Yahoo and ESPN leagues. Michael Harris is 60% owned in ESPN leagues. Um, Adam Duvall is only about 30% owned in, in ESPN and Yahoo leagues. So, um, and Edward Olivares is, is very lightly owned in the deeper leagues, but he's been providing a lot of power over the last month. If I was to say, if you can get Michael Harris, you got to check in your league. If Harris is available, jump on that. As we said earlier, Renfro, Renfro just got off of the IL. He's a guy with great power and he has hit three home runs in his last 35 at bats and just came off that type of power plays. If you need it in your Yahoo and ESPN league, take a look on your waiver wire. Maybe he's there. Um, like I said, a lot of people have been hurting for power. This, these are some guys I found that might be able to help you in the second half of the season. I love it. I love it. A um, couple things here before we wrap up again, great work there from LC. Um, I have to bring up that as a, uh, Toby says Tiasker double dong tonight. Any Tiasker writers are loving the bounce back from Tiasker Hernandez. And something that we should bring up that Lucas, I got to give you credit because I think we've brought so many people on here for the first time and they don't even know the private chat exists. And you have uh, honed into the private chat very well. Someone even Marty didn't even have it down right away. I'm still so struggling. Was, so uh, good job with that. But you bring up an interesting point to wrap up the show here that the Royals had what 10 players that were unvaxxed for their series in the in Toronto. Uh, what are you guys doing in that situation? Um, in, in that case, and Lucas, since you brought up the good point, I'll, I'll go to you first. You've been, you've been monitoring a lot today. What are you doing in that situation? Uh, I don't know if you want to really ask me. I'm up pretty far in my league match. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Riding high. So I'm I'm 
I have no problem just going without Ben Intendi, who's one of the guys that I've got on my team. Um, I'll probably just let him sit there and uh, not sub anyone in for him. I'm fine with that. I know Ben Intendi. I know Whit Merrifield. Was there any other really notable Kansas City Royals that were everyday starters for your fantasy um, team? I have to look. Lundes might be one that people have picked up for catcher. Um, Singer and Keller are both not going as well. Um, those guys are streamers, though, probably. Yeah. So, I mean, Hunter Dozier. Oh, Hunter he was on the Dozier, list, too. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I think it's it's a very hard – having that many players, as, as Jasper said, it's hard. Like, you're not sure yet what you're going to do. It's it's something we haven't seen that many players from a team. It's um, gonna be, what are the Royals going to do? It's 40% of their roster, apparently. Yeah. 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 10 out of 27. I'm picking up all the Toronto pitchers this week. Ooh, that's a smart <laughs> move. There smart. we go. Very smart. Oh, good that's, yeah, pick up the Toronto pitchers. If there's – I mean, are they able to call up like Nick Prado? temporarily and just to like you know for a series because they'll need players okay i have i have nick prado is likely to go up the royals farm report twitter handle has it here um the they have seven seven names brewer hicklin nick prado freddie Fermin, michael garcia clay dungan nate eaton and michael massey so prado might be someone to if you can get him for that series that'd be a good pickup yeah, and they'll avoid Jose Barrios too. So, um, one of their better pitchers right now going for them. Let's close out the show. Toby asked thoughts on Asteri Ruiz, who is the prospect that just got called up to the Padres. If you've watched the call up again, second plug, he's been on almost every show. I feel like he's he he adds sixty stolen bases in the minors this season so far. He is just tearing up the base paths, and he's shot up prospect lists. He's been absolutely incredible. Um, any Roto League, you have to pick him up. I, I think he, in his first game, attempted a steal, and they gave it to him originally, and then they reviewed it, and he was called out. He's going to attempt so many steals, so if you're struggling in this category, especially at this mm-hmm. point in the year, he could be mm-hmm. somebody that if he stays up single-handedly changes that for you. You have to go get him. And pick him up right now because he has one more game um, in Colorado, and then he plays Arizona Di- Diamondbacks this weekend, so... And it's Speaking no guarantee schedule. that he stays up, but I think you have to take the chance, right? Yeah, especially when he goes two for four his first game with an RBI and attempting a swipe. I like it. All right. We're going to wrap things up there. It's a very long show, very good show, especially without a couple segments we normally have here. Uh, Lucas, thank you so much for hanging out with us tonight and, and doing the show. A better replacement for Doc, that's for sure. So can you uh, go ahead and, and tell people where they can find you on Twitter or anything they want? You want our listeners to know about you. Yeah, uh, I'm on Twitter at D-Lukey, D-E-E-L-O-O-K-I-E. Um, that's really the only place you can find me other than the Discord. Uh, that is something that you guys want to jump into for sure is the Discord. Um, super useful, daily starter sort of questions, trade questions. Highly encourage you to jump in there. Something we're growing, trying to grow each each and every day. We're trying to get to 100 in our discord by maybe the end of July, that would be awesome. So Mm -hmm. if if we help you out and you want to talk to people like Lucas, who's a very smart player active in there, answering questions and posting some of his own, this, you got to guys got to get in there. It's, it's really fun. It's always active. It's, it's a a good time. Marty and LC, anything you guys want to plug here before we sign off? 
Uh, no, I get a week off from the two star pitchers from Fantrax, so I won't be writing this weekend, which will be a you know a nice little change of pace here. And yeah, shout out again to the Discord. They got me into Peaky Blinders. I'm about to start season four, man. <laughs> I'm I'm all in, dude. That show was absolutely. I had the hat already, so it just makes sense. I just got to get the razor up here now. Now I get that reference when people would say that to me. I was like, what the hell are they talking about? Now I get it. So yeah, the Discord's <laughs> doing a little bit of everything. So hop in there. It's a great time. What? How many episodes of that show before you get hooked? Because I'm like only halfway through the first one and I haven't like caught it. Yeah, yet. that makes sense. First off, you, pro tip, you have to have the subtitles on. Okay. You have to put them on. Uh, put the subtitles on. It's going to make your life a lot easier. By If you're not hooked, because there's only six episodes per season here. So if you're not hooked by three you know, you're probably just a, a boring person you know what I mean? <laughs> or something. I don't know. But yeah, two, three, you're going to be once you understand the Shelby's and what's going on, you're, you're going to be you're going to be hooked. Promise. All right. I have to give a fair <laughs> shot before the summer's over here. LC, what about you, my friend? Um, tried the blue raspberry because I need about 50 grams of sugar in me. Far too sweet. Tropical punch of body armor much better choice than the blue raspberry i'm i'm probably gonna have to save the rest of this for tomorrow because i'm tweaking right now (laughs) (laughs) that's the way to end the podcast right there all right for lucas for lc for marty party i'm d mendy we're gonna make like a bread truck and we're gonna haul these buns we'll catch you guys next week